Ready? Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Um, every week we get together, we listen to what we think is some of the best video game music that we can find. And if it's not the best, <laughs> you better believe it's just weird or something. Interesting. Different. Different. Baffling. <laughs> Quasi-conundrical. Quasi -conund uh, I just threw that together. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. No. Hey! Uh, thanks for tuning in um, to, to listen to us. We're going to listen to some great music. We listen to music based on specific topics. Sometimes the topics are ones of our choosing. Sometimes the topics make no sense. Sometimes the topics come from a listener. And sometimes they come from a listener and also really makes no sense. But to me, those are the <laughs> best topics. Those are the best topics. So let's listen to music around the topic that came from Wicked Sephiroth. This is Boys with Bats. Which is actually, when that, when that topic was proposed by him, I, <laughs> I was immediately enamored with it. Like, this is so absurd. Yeah, like, we're gonna, I love it. We're going to have to stretch this out a little bit. So we were like, all right, um, how about just, yeah, I think he even suggested characters that just have to, they, they, they attack with just a thing. Yeah, it's funny thing is like I was waiting to see what we picked because I thought one of us was going to like cop out and go with, well, this guy is an actual vampire bat. It counts. <laughs> or Castlevania has bats. I think that would count. I mean, it, oh, all, it would. Yeah. But that's what I mean by the, <laughs> the interpretation yeah. because yeah, yeah. the idea of characters with bats is both wide and narrow at the same time. And what I mean by that is I didn't do it this episode. But I was really contemplating using Dreamer from Streets of Rage 2, and my rationale would have been mm. like, it's an amusement park-themed stage. You use bats to beat up thugs. It's fun. <laughs> that works for me. Yeah, but it's not character batty specific. Right. It's more like you can pick up a bat sometimes also, off the ground. I want to I wanna make sure the listener, I mean, I want to make sure the listeners understand. But uh, the Boys with Bats is just really fun alliteration. Um, this is I'm, I'm, I did mainly gender neutral with bats. Boys with bats. <laughs> Boys with bats. <laughs> Boys with bats. Her name is Rio. Uh, wait, well, wrong, wrong song, wrong song. But so, how has your week been? What have you been getting down to with your gameology or non-gameology? Oh God, Pernell, I'm terrible. All I'm doing is playing DDR and pump it up. So what you're saying is you're in <laughs> better shape than me because your games are entertainment. Oh, uh, like well, this last weekend was so nice. So I spent the entire time outdoors, doing yard work and stuff. And we we played board games that night, which was awesome. Yep. And um, Clank, the game Clank, we highly recommend. And also, surprisingly, Castle Dice was liked too, which to I'm, I'm glad extent, to hear. I didn't like that one as much. No, but no, you no, didn't no, hate it. I didn't hate it. I need, I needed to be a little bit more awake for that. But no, so I was outdoors a lot. So I didn't. I was didn't get as much game time in. Um, I just haven't been making time for it. Like I have time, and I'm like, I just want to play DDR again. So Persona is still on my list. That's, that's the next thing I'm playing. But 2019's Iron right Quarter Persona Five, guys, go play it. I'm, I'm gonna wait until Persona Six. <laughs> so 2027. 
that like I can't use my PS4 anymore and I have to like find oh, something to plug it in. It'll be on the PS5.5 Pro. Oh man, I don't think I'm gonna splash out for that. Ah, how about you say? But you weren't going to the PS4 either. And look I look at you. I don't believe in that newfangled VR business for now. Oh, me neither. But that's I need, why I hope they don't make it an integral part of the that, system. That's how I feel about mobile games. I'm like, I need screens and I need buttons. If there's no buttons, there's no game for now. Well, yeah, to an extent. <laughs> to I mean, I've been playing that blasted Match City still. Are you still playing that, that I, mobile, that Cartoon Network mobile I game? I still play it. I'm I so am, ashamed of myself. I am proud of you. Don't be proud no, of me. No, this is a thing. This is like this is a, this is a new game. No, know? that is that in, that you're, should invoke massive amounts of shame. You're expanding your horizon. No, yeah, they're not expanding. I bought so, Beans Quest years ago. Right. I've been I've chased the the mobile horse before. I'll tell you what, I'll get back in the golf clash if you do. Never. <laughs> you get back in the Persona Five or why that I means start it, and then Look, maybe I'll consider mobile. I'll play Persona Five if I can just play it on the toilet on my phone. Probably could. I'm sure someone figured that out. Use my one thumb just to click on, you know, three three personas in a row. <laughs> Light up three personas, and I have to spend 15 coins to get a um to get the uh, relationship status up, rank up. Yeah, there you go. But like, I don't know. Like, gaming has been such a weird. I've been in such a weird place lately with my games. Like, yeah, earlier, earlier in the in the course of the show, you were kind of like in a gaming apathy state where you're like, you just didn't know what to play. Then, then Persona Five came out and it like dragged you out of it. You were like, whoa, wait a minute, games are cool again. And then I feel like you're back into that, like where you're finding a lot of neat stuff. Like you were really into uh, Super Daryl Deluxe last week. Yeah, and still am. Honestly, I intend to hopefully beat it, but I've been. It's weird, like, oh, I have moments where I'm like, ah, I feel sad. I don't do enough of X socially, or I need to really focus on this thing. And then the other half of me, I'm like, you know, I'm playing this new game I got to review. Yeah. Or, oh my god, Oxahedra, what was it? I'm trying to remember what the heck it's called. It might be the one next one I talk about on, per- on Pernell Pixel Plays or whatever, but like, it's like Octahedron or something. It's, I'll bring it up later, but right. I want to play this. I got to figure to see how this works and experience it, and it ends up becoming fun again. And it's like a constant dash, rather dance between apathy and actual and entertainment and enjoyment of the product. It's such a weird place to be. Kind of like p- pushing and pulling of like I'm into this, and I'm kind of not into this. But exactly. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Like right. there was Daryl still. Um, I'm back to playing Soul Hackers. Huh. Uh, I actually booted up a game today because of the topic that we chose, and uh, it's a game I haven't op- I've had since 2008 or nine or so. Oh yeah. Never opened it up. Is that the one that's on the floor right now? Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. Well, I don't that, know how it got there. That makes sense. Then why, why don't we start? Why don't we start off our our listening uh, journey with that one? Our jam strategy. If, if that's okay with you, I'm, I'm just. Oh, it's totally cool. I thought it would be a nice clean segue. Uh, I don't know. My segues in the shop. You know, those things aren't even popular anymore. Yeah. Remember when they were the big thing? The, I, new, the new kid on campus. Yeah, my uh, mine mine does mine mine smoking. Still, like it's got problems. <laughs> Wait, over, overheating. I'll say it's got that black lung. I've heard stories. It only turns left. <laughs> well, at least it'll get where it's going. Spinning around in circles. It only drives in jug handle. No one here knows what that is. I have no idea what you're talking about. Jug handle. Yeah, man. Well, it's more like right turns, but still. Oh, I see. Like a yeah. jug, a jug handle. Yeah. Slow down. You got a jug handle coming up. Turn right to go left. Oh. 
Yes, in Jersey, you know. Yeah, that's everything in Jersey. So Screw you, Jersey. Hey, hey we got <laughs> listeners in Jersey. <laughs> hey, let's not be that way. All right. You guys have a great farmer's market. That's okay. And you have little, fa- you have like little fairy New Jersey. You guys have a great Mitsuwa there. Hmm. All right, segue. All right, so <laughs> who's first to pick a trip? <laughs> this is this is an odd episode. So you go. I like being the odd one. Yeah. That's why, I call, that's why I called you out. I guess the first track I'll pick then will be the track based on the game that's on the floor. Excellent. Um, it's from a game from the PSP called Hammer and Hero. And the track doesn't have a real title because <laughs> this OST wasn't really released, so to speak. Huh. But the track title that I'm going to go with is just Baranme Town, which is the first stage of the game. Okay. And it's composed by Sioji or Sayoji Murata. Welcome back. You're listening to Baranme Town from the game Hammer and Hero, composed by Sayoji Murata for the PlayStation Portable. So this game is apparently the very first and only game from the Hammer and Harry series out of Japan that I guess has been around for a while, but never heard of it till Hammer and Harry. Hammer and Harry, like Harry, like Harry and the Hendersons. That name, Harry. Yes. (laughs) So. Why would I choose a game about a guy wielding a hammer for a game about boys with bats? Well, Harry... Sorry, the character's name is Gen. Um, He starts out as a construction worker, but as the game progresses, he acquires different jobs or professions, and each profession comes with different abilities that you can select on the fly. So you can become a DJ and fight with records, or you can be a sushi chef who throws sushi and smacks people with a giant fish. Cool. And, of course, you can become a baseball player. Nice. A pro baseball player. And you can whack people with your baseball, and you can smack them into the background of the screen like, <laughs> like a, a full swing home run attack. Well, and there's fun. like one level where you're actually running the bases and smacking the ball. The, the pitcher's trying to hit you with yeah. the ball while you're running the bases. You have to smack the ball back at the pitcher while you're knocking guys off the bases. It's a very weird game. You even have to smack people's negative emotions out of the sky to make them feel better. Like, literally hit them with your hammer or baseball bat. And uh, the main adversary of the game is an evil construction company conglomerate. It's so bizarre. (laughs) So bizarre. A construction company. Yes, you're fighting crooked construction. Oh, that's awesome. With a baseball bat. Or a hammer. Or a cigar. Or a record. Or there's a lot of jumps. This this music reminds me of like Gombari Goemon. Yeah, it kind of does. Oh, I love this. It has that same level of offbeat humor and like authentic Japanese atmosphere too. Because like like I said, the character, the main character, starts as a construction worker, but he has the 
the classic, I'm not sure how to even describe it. It's like that rope that they tie around their head that looks like taffy. And you knot it. Like, if you watch, like a, like, a TV show where the guys are hard at work at the construction site and they stop and take their break, they usually have those bands. It's either a construction helmet like normal yeah. or that band around their head. And I don't know what it's called. Like a bandana? Yeah, but it looks like taffy. Like taffy? Yes! I, I don't even know what it's called. But we it's need to look band. this up later because I have no clue what you're talking it's like about. It's like twist, like rope knots twisted, but it looks like taffy right. or something. It looks like taffy. Delicious taffy. Okay. I miss, I love if there's taffy. anyone listening to the show who's in construction and into saltwater taffy, uh, hit us up. Let us know. Rhythmandpixels.hotmail.com. Yeah, let us know what the heck I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, so there's some baseball in this game, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's yeah. that you you one of the jobs you can take on while you play the game is the baseball player. Yeah, which gives you a baseball bat as a weapon, and you have your special attacks are baseball related. Hmm. But there's also a level where you're running bases at a baseball field. And you're knocking baseballs back at the pitcher who's trying to bean you while also knocking enemies off of the bases. It's a very mm. odd game. Well, because, again, you're fighting a construction company. So mm. why are you dealing with them at a baseball field? I don't freaking know. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to develop, develop into a set of condos or something. Go team spirit. Whatever. <laughs> so, But I like the game as a whole. It's a very simple platform. It's not complicated. It's just fun. Um, the music is pretty nifty. And... It has a bit of charm to it that I won't say is uncom is, is rare, but it's definitely uncommon. The game does. Yes. Yeah. It's a nice, just a charming little game. That's cool. It's always fun, like when you play something like that, and you're like, "Oh, that's nice." Like I'm, I'm glad they did that. You know, that's that's something like that's good. And that was especially like, like, like Rayman. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Rayman is a game that most people probably would have ignored, but mm -hmm. those who actually took the time to play it realized just what a, a amazing classic they had their hands on. And it felt especially good for this game because this is an example of a game I bought over like almost ten years ago, solely on feel. Like I had no, I didn't read reviews, and I was like, "Oh, this game looks weird and fun." And Atlas published it. Mm. I'll buy it. And I open it this far late in the future, it's like I hope this is good. Otherwise, I just wasted like forty bucks. I'll never get back. Calculate inflation, do, do, do whatever. And oh, uh, fortunately, the game is actually pretty cool. I enjoy playing it. I was playing it when I got here. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I was like, "What are you playing?" You're like, "You'll find out." Bammer and hero. <laughs> hmm. I well, mean, batter up hero. So he was getting beamed by a pitcher. Could it have been former Major League pitcher Tommy Lasorda? Tommy Lasorderu? I guess so. Tommy Lasorda baseball for the Sega Genesis. That's what I chose. Ah. Yes. There's a lot of boys with bats there. There's a lot of bats. A lot of boys. Um, and this was a, a Sega Genesis game where they, on, the, on the cover for the front man, they chose... They chose you know, the famous you know, 1990s Dodgers, but for like, he was like two decades he was the coach. And that is all of my Tommy Lasorda knowledge. <laughs> Tommy Lasorda was a man. But this he is a, might have liked hot dogs. But this is one of the older, like, Sega Genesis Mega Drive titles. Um, Tommy Lasorda Baseball. And I chose a short little track, The Results Screen. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Damn, girl, you look like Tommy Lasorda. 
on a hot summer's day. <laughs> I suffice it to say, call me crazy, but I don't think you're getting any numbers with that line. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Yo, girl. You got bow-nosed good ladies, and let me tell you something. Oh, man. My Bo name's Purnell. Uh, yeah, Bo Jackson. Yeah, no, Tommy Lasorda looks like a mashup between Bill Clinton and Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Sanders. Um, yeah, no, so this is the results screen from Tommy Lasorda Baseball for the Sega Genesis, and it's it's short and sexy. I think this is a sexy track. I'm just a... Yeah, it sounds like my cat's trying to talk. You know, like, are you hungry? <laughs> it's so good, right? I'm, I am fond of this. I could listen to this for like a while. Like, I, I will say it's one of those tracks where like, I wonder if it would have worked for me if I played the game and heard it. Like, it probably would not have stuck out to me there, I but find, here I yeah, like it more. I find a lot of the other music in the, in the soundtrack really abrasive. Like, I find like a lot of like early sports titles... Especially on the Sega Genesis, which just like jingles like dun, 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 and like just kind of rough. But then this is like a slow jam. This is like, ooh, you did well. You played really good. In that eighth inning, you did really well. Tommy Lasorda's here to give you a massage at the end of the game. <laughs> Speaking of like really <laughs> absurd things that would never happen, but someone could Only sell you in one. my dreams, right. So I think I was telling you about this a little bit earlier. I think it's funny. Mm. Um, even now, like, like a friend of mine's mom added me on Facebook like ages ago. We're talking many years ago. Ooh, and yeah. Last, about that for now. <laughs> nothing special about this. But uh, last night I got a hi message from her, and I was like, "That's weird." Okay. But yeah. Hopefully everything's okay. Maybe she used Facebook. Like, hi, how are you? She want to see what's going on with Pernell. And she did start like this, like, how have you been? And I'm like, I've been good. How are you? And she's like, I've been good as well. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. And then they immediately stepped into, so did you hear about this promo Facebook's running? <laughs> <laughs> and I knew immediately, well, that explains that. She's had her account usurped. So mm. rather than just shut it down, start asking dumb questions like, no, tell me more about this promo. And she's like, you know, they're, they're giving away money. Apparently, they're profit-sharing money they got from last year's taxes or something. And I just kept drilling down further and further into asking her more questions. And then just like, you send me a screen cap. I need to see more. And I, and I started digging into it. I was like, man, ever since the surgery, man, I need some more. I really do need that money. So <laughs> if you would send me some information, I'd be right on top of this. I could use the cash. And then I heard nothing back. And then just now, like while we're recording, I got another message like, hello, did you get any of that money? And I'm going to write it back. It's like, what? The moon money? <laughs> yeah, we were on the moon money. You never sent me the picture. I just need to see. It's messing, she, messing with the phishing scam. I, I love it. Though. She was even like, they said, she's like, they sent me the money. It arrived. Yeah. And I thought to contact you because your name was on the list of recipients. <laughs> I'm like, I want to see the list. I love that. Like, like you get this spam and you're like, I'm going to have some fun with it for a while. This is going to be great. Let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah, why shut it down when I can just make them work not realizing that I don't yeah. care? <laughs> Tell and me more only, about this. Suddenly you'll start getting spam calls, you know, and you'll get them like like four in the morning, and you go, hello, and then... <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> why is Tommy sort of crackle? They're from a before baseball. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Uh, I don't know if there's any um, speech in this game. I don't think there is, but there's a really, uh, there's a really good, uh, you know, 16-bit rendered image of Tommy Lasorda. Watch well, somebody that listens to the podcast that actually also like calls us on the phone, is going like just calls with this track playing. Like, burr, 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 burr. Hello, 
Who are you? <laughs> oh man. Whose cat is this? It's so, <laughs> it's, it's so good. Like a Charlie Brown teacher is just on the phone. Being a jerk. It's this it's the rhythm at the very end of the lick. Here it is. Here it comes. It's so cool. It's just that. That's what I like it. I know. Yeah, that is a cool. I, I like that. That, that was, <laughs> I don't know. I just it's so different from the rest of the soundtrack, and it's so cool. Um, I didn't say the composer. The only the only credits I have on the composer is Roge or R O G E. Roge? It's R O G E. I know this was a different title in Japan, and they just slapped Tommy Lasorda's pretty face on it. Welcome to Tommy Lasorda's baseball. Welcome to Tommy's world. <laughs> we play baseball. Anyway, they have bats. This is the Boys of Bats episode. Thank you very much. Good night. <laughs> we'll be here all week. Um, what's what's your next track? All right, so here's the. I got to do the toss up for you here. Oh, so oh, we're leaving. You can't. I can't accept this responsibility. Yes, you do. You can and you will. Oh. So <laughs> we're going with uh, SNES or SE Nintendo or Sony. Oh, I want to go Nintendo. Sure. Is this your final answer? It's my final answer. Okay. Yes, final answer. In that case, then, I am going to go with... I think I've played multiple tracks from this game before, but no reason why I can't have one more. Okay. To me, this is probably my iconic boy with bat. Mm. And that would be Ness from Earthbound. Oh, Earthbound. Great idea. And this track is the theme for Ness's home. Ness's house. Ness's abode. La Cucina Nesabode. Uh, <laughs> it's like a crazy like Spanish translation of Earthbound. <laughs> the worst translation ever. But hey, what are you going to do? It's my first day. Um, composed by Kiichi Suzuki and Hirokazu Tanaka. Awesome. Pardon. Yeah, you were like really deep into that track. You, you had, were. It's it's for good reason. You had your own lyrics and everything. Like, did, are there actual lyrics, or did just you just had those? Yeah, there are. I was asking you to say like you oh. are listening to the Ness House theme from the game Earthbound, composed by composed by Hirokazu Tanaka and Kiichi Suzuki. But I'm not for those who really are into that Earthbound lore. You might recognize this as being a gamified version of the song Pollyanna. Which was also written for Earthbound Mother, whatever you want to go with on this. And it is a song that makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. I listen to it, 
and I want to sit down and just stare at the sky and smile like a goofy moron and not even care about what other people see while I am doing so. Something about that like bass sound, it's almost like a cello. It, it makes me, it's kind of, it's not unsettling, but it's got kind of like a sinister thing in the background, you know, where it's like, it's, which it's, is it's pleasant, but there's danger. It is funny you say that because it should be anything, but it's your home. I know I your mean, fatherless house. Well, there yeah, there's there's something wrong, like 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 your home, but like you're not home. You maybe, know, maybe it's maybe the not home or the sinister part or the anxiety part is your mom's worry because the idea is that you don't come home very often in this game. In fact, unless you really like backtracking. You're only really going to come home like twice in the entire game. Mm. Uh, but the idea is that whenever you come home, your mom and your sister are there waiting for you. And your mom always has your favorite meal ready to cook and feed you to make you feel warm and fuzzy. And then you go to bed and you rest. It's like the, like the game's free end for Ness. He can always come home regardless of all the danger he has to face out in the world and the I don't know, psychedelic, rambling, evil mushrooms mm. and the annoying old party man he has to fight in the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mom's always got his back. Huh. And dad, too, over the telephone, over the telephone with an right? ATM card. Yeah, he just gives you money, right? It's, a, it's such a bizarre idea. <laughs> and even in the credits, it's like, Ness is dead. It's just a telephone. It just shows the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I honestly would love to hear wow. what Ito, Itoi's thoughts were or why your dad only communicated with you by phone. I bet you that's a personal experience. It's very, it would make sense. Like, 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 like the thoughts of like maybe his childhood was of his mother being home and his father being at work and just calling. And it's such a weird thing because like his dad, it wasn't like his dad was dismissive. He was always very supportive. He always had Ness's back. He just is always on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, that's like, that story is, 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 makes me think like my, my mother recently moved away mm-hmm. and sold the family house and so i don't have like that to go back to you know there's nothing there's like this doesn't exist anymore like i can't go back and like see her down the road or something it's kind of so, weird it's a really weird feeling i think it's definitely makes me think too because like i feel like we have very different impressions because like in your situation you had your house there your mom left and sold it and you miss it because it's not there and your mom's out, in the, out of another state. Yeah, and I drive past the house and, like, other people are living there. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> in my case, I... You already know my story, but for, I guess, the listeners, like, I bought my house with my brother so that my mom could live in it. And still, like, my family lives in that house, and I'm the only one that doesn't. So it's, like, my house, but not my home. Yeah. So I'll go in every once in a while to visit, and I just feel so weird. Yeah, that's like because it, it, like you've made your own home, but like this is like the house you grew up in. Yeah, like even now, if you're like, wish put down your home phone number. I sometimes still feel tempted to put the old oh, house yeah. phone number down, <laughs> even though I haven't lived there in ages. But it's such a odd feeling. And my nephew, I gave my bedroom to my nephew. So some of the old posters were there before I moved out. And now they're gone. Mm-hmm. And like I just walk in, I look around the room, I'm like. I used to have this over there. He's using my old video game shells, but now they're just housing basketball DVDs. That's not entertaining. 
Or like, man, why the kids, 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 kids needs to stop playing sports and play more video games. Yeah, I got you an Xbox One Honestly, because he wanted it. I would have got him a different system. That room did not have a lot of ventilation, and it's good that he was outdoors. Yes, this is very true. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I think that was probably one of the main reasons why I was able to keep weight down back then because I sweated you just off sweat in my all sleep. Off. Oh, it's terrible. Hey, it's possible. I didn't start gaining weight till I got that apartment. <laughs> I, I traced it back. Make your new home a sauna? I should. Maybe that'll be what I do. Like during this summer, I'll just like put like black cellophane over all the windows and turn the AC off. How come and no just one wants to come visit? <laughs> like, uh, Pernell, your couch is disgusting. It smells like you. <laughs> like, well, I don't. What do I smell <laughs> like? You smell terrible too. How do you even go to work? Oh, I have my own place. No one has to smell me there. <laughs> well, my next track is um, one of your childhood favorites. Kendo Rage for the hey! Super Nintendo. Now that's a shocker. Yeah. You Did may- you pick that knowing it in advance? Yeah. Well, I know that you mentioned it in the last episode, and I've only ever seen this game on a, um, Awesome Games Done Quick, and I thought it was like one of those just weird like Japanese titles. But then you were like, no, you found it like in a bargain bin? Of course. All of my strangest childhood games came from the bargain but bin. I think it's cool, and the game is really neat. So this is Kendo Rage for the Super Nintendo composed by Takahiro Wakuta. And we're going to listen to the credits theme. All right. All right. This is the credits music from the game Kendo Rage for the Super Nintendo, composed by Takahiro Wakuta. So yeah, I like this. This I feel like this is kind of kind of building you building you back up, you know, where you have like the game where it's kind of frantic, got some fun, fast music. Then you have the boss music at the end of the game. It's kind of fast and crazy and, and and scary. And then you have the ending theme, and the ending theme is actually really fun. And then you have the casting call. Mm-hmm. Where it's just all the enemies, and that's kind of fun too. And then there's this, and it's just like, hey, time to take a break. You know, you just finished the game. Why don't you go grab a drink? Come on back. We'll still be here rolling the credits. I just think it's funny because I heard your description, and now I'm trying to picture any boss, let alone the final boss. This game is anything even close. Yeah, to I don't. Scary. I don't know. I don't know anything about this game. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I just think that's why. That's why I mentioned. Like, I think it's just funny because I do, and I'm like. No, <laughs> like this is t- everything about this game is ridiculous. Uh, 
I did learn later on in life that it was actually a series in Japan, and this is the only game from it that we received, with the last one releasing on the uh, PS1, I believe, it was a fighting game. But uh, the premise of this game is that, well, the US premise, because there's no way this was the original premise, maybe, <laughs> is that you are an American girl, but not named Josephine Joe something. And you are late for school. Okay. So you wake up and you're on your way to school and you are rushing, but you also learn kendo from a green haired, sort of hoboish looking professor named Bob, who <laughs> does nothing but give you stupid advice between every level and waits for the at each level's bus stop with you. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is that at the end of every level, you have to fight a boss. Once you beat the boss, the bus stop is there. The bus picks you up and takes you to the next stage. Mm. So there's like six connecting uh. buses between her home and school. There's a mountain. There's a lake. The bus stop is underwater, by the way. And uh, then there's a ice mountain. Then there is a construction site. <laughs> then there is a weird downhill commute where you fight a googly-eyed owl. <laughs> then there's the triathlon stage where you fight a bunch of sports-themed villains, which I think huh. is funny that you picked this for the boys with bats, and also Joe uses the kendo sword kind of like a bat, so it bounces. Well, yeah, out. yeah. I mean, like the kendo, the kendo practice sword is like a big bat sort of, yeah, a big bamboo bat. So yeah. okay, so the, the original Japanese version, her name is Mai Surugino. Oh, okay. And a spirit detective named Dobro finds Mai and asks her to help him attack monsters. And that's, that's all I've got. But for the English version, you're right. Her name is Josephine. And she goes to Japan to attend a summer kendo school. And her personal trainer asks her to fight monsters on the way to school. Her personal trainer, Bob Yoritomo. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird premise. I know. Like, well, even, even then, it's like, oh, a spirit detective asks her to, to go around Japan fighting monsters right oh I guess. it's still weird but like she's still like a girl like a little girl so she's like getting on the bus i guess going from place to place yeah that, but the thing about <laughs> like even, even though it's ridiculous it still oddly makes more sense yeah then i'm late for school it's rooted in that fantasy world right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. like i can picture it being like okay we took off this enemy now take the bus to the next location because you're not old enough to drive a car versus why is this your commute? <laughs> this is a very awful, awful... You have to do this every day. Yeah, this isn't just like, you know, oh, why is the bus going into this part of town? It's like, why is the bus in this part of this dimension? <laughs> yeah. Every day on the way to school, I have to run through this construction site and then the underground through this sewer and now through this icy mountain. Why? Why would you even move to this location yeah. knowing that this is your route to take to go to school. Every How day I get on this bus and I see my dead grandparents and they're telling me to fight monsters again. I keep telling them I just don't have an Emmy for this. I'm tired. I didn't do my homework. This is what I was supposed to get it done. Uh, but my was on the bus. Ancestors are, are on me about this so I gotta pick up the kendo stick because you know I can't afford a sword. The monsters, Joe. <laughs> the monsters. When are you going to take care of the monsters, they say. And I just, I'm just i tired of the monster talk. I just I don't want to deal like with it's it. It's like this old New York like guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I what? mean, the trainer's name is Bob. I think yeah. it takes some leeway there. No, we're back in Jersey is what it is. <laughs> this, is this is the Hoboken bus. <laughs> this is spectral Hoboken we, bus. No, it's Weehawken. That's the most Jersey Jersey City name I could think of. Weehawken. <laughs> Go to Weehawken, fight some monsters. And then take your butt to Little Fairy from Missoula <laughs> to celebrate. Fight some monsters at Weehawken. 
play some Kenda. That's a good accent. Thank you. I'm sold. All right. I should be doing some voice, some Super Nintendo voice acting. Well, forget about it. All right. What's your last track? All right. The last track I got here is from an interesting little Diddy game, too. Though I haven't played a ton of it, I have experience with it, but I'll get into that anyway. The game is called No More Heroes, and it is from the, I guess, technically the Nintendo Wii console, and the track title is called Pleather for Breakfast, composed by Masafumi Takeda. Ooh. You're listening to Pleather for Breakfast from the game No More Heroes from the Nintendo Wii console, composed by Masafumi Takeda. So, this track is weird, but I love the sound of it in spite of its weirdness, or rather, maybe it's due to its weirdness. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it fits. Well, like, No More Heroes is super strange, too, right? Yes, it is. Is so, it related to Killer7 at all? In the sense that Suda51 made both games, okay. yes. So, yeah, Masafumi Takeda worked on both games. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's maybe more reason why I thought he did Lollipop Chainsaw's music, too, or at least had some did some of it, yeah. because... Maybe I figured maybe he was like a guy that you know Suda Fifty One and Grasshopper brought on to do a number of their tracks for their titles for music. Yeah, not that I know of, but we have played um, music from this artist recently with the Digimon Cyber Sleuth games, which actually this sounds kind of like that has that same similar feel to it, which oh. is weird that this crazy game with prob- I'm assuming adult themes. Yeah, yeah, it, it, has is, is related to Digimon. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah. listeners with children, do not let your kids play this particular game. But what I can describe from the character in a in a PG to G setting is that essentially the idea of the game is that you are Travis Touchdown, a man. And keep in mind, I never finished the game because I found the gameplay to be kind of boring, in spite of the fact that the game style and statics are pretty awesome. Uh, but you are a, kind of an otaku layabout 
who ends up undertaking a job presented to him by a shady individual to become the number one assassin by taking out the ten assassins above you, or so, like by ten or so assassins that are above you, which results in you going on missions to kill other assassins. And one of those assassins is the character Bad Girl, who is a girl in a dress who wields a baseball bat ah. in weird ways. And uh, she uses it to swing at you, and she also has an interesting attack where she launches gimps at you like missiles by hitting them in the back of the head and firing them at you, and then they get up and fight you. Oh, it's a very God. weird, weird game, but it's Suda51, so it's par for the course. Right. Um, which is funny, too, because, again, I didn't beat the game because I got bored of it, but the level that I thought belonged to her actually was another person, <laughs> but it would make more sense if it was hers because it's like a level where you're going through a parking garage okay. and I thought it was a baseball stadium actually I think it is a baseball stadium and all of the enemies are baseball players think like the Warriors that the the, the baseball furies oh yeah yeah and uh, you're just fighting the same caricature of enemy the entire level just the same baseball guy and there's a m- number of parts where you'll go into a room and there'll be like 10 guys lined up and the first guy will throw a ball at you and you have to stop and smack the ball back like a baseball by swinging your Wiimote. And if you hit the ball, it'll go through all ten guys. And it's like, uh, yay, you did something awesome. And if you don't, you have to fight all ten of them. Mm. But uh, it's just, I assume that they were the same stage, but they're not. It's a different guy that you fight in the stadium. I totally forgot about that. But anyway, the point is, this game is really bizarre. The characters that are in the game are surprisingly cool. And there's some weird depth to them all, too. Because that's another thing about Suda51 that I like. They, he has a knack for giving you very bizarre and sometimes also kind of perverse characters. Mm-hmm. But beneath the surface of those characters is some very clever writing and characters that they slap in there. Hmm. Um, I guess one example that I always go to, though I could be wrong about this because I'm not a philosopher and I'm, I just like to play games, is uh, Lollipop Chainsaw was a game that on the surface people looked at it and was like, oh, this game is just goofy sexist, the main character's a cheerleader, whatever. But the underlying premise is that her boyfriend, who's like just like the football player, gets bit and turned into a zombie, mm-hmm. but before he can complete it, she does a ritual where she cuts off his head to prevent the zombie from spraying to his brain, and she wears him like a keychain and carries him around. Weird. So... <laughs> People were like, people are watching the game, like, oh, that's so awesome. Blah, blah, blah. But the reality of it, from the game's perspective, is that he didn't want to, he wanted to die from the bite. Like, it happened. He wanted to go. But instead, he becomes like this object that she parades around throughout the game. Hmm. You know, the idea is like, typically, it's the other way around. The guy's parading the girl around like an object the whole game. But in this game, she's parading him around. She uses them in stupid special attacks. She, like, her family and her, her treat him like kind of like garbage. Throughout the entire game, he gets to the point where he's like, I don't even want to live anymore. But Please just, just a, kill me. But he's just a head? He's just a disembodied head. Weird. But he, heck, he can think, he can talk, he still cares about her, but he honestly didn't want that. He just wanted to go. Hmm. And she kept him around for herself, not for him. And it becomes this interesting dynamic that kind of goes against the typical stereotype's head, but you would have to play it to know it. Right. And I, when I got to real, came to realize, like, wow, this is really cool. I just came into just like a zombie beatdown game, and what I walked away with was like this interesting, like, you know, this interesting flip 
to a concept that's been running rampant in gaming. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. but again, that's the Suda 51 charm. There's a lot under the surface once you get past all the weird stuff that usually happens in all of his games. Um, and it's also why I hold Lollipop Chainsaw in surprisingly high regard. That yeah. and the OST. Yeah, I don't know anything about that game. And I was just like, oh, this isn't for me. So, but yeah, that's really interesting about that. Yeah, man. Hmm. Well, my last track is a very, very new song. This is the theme of the character Falk from the game Street Fighter V for the PlayStation 4. Um, this is composed by Keiki Kobayashi. And this is brand new. I don't even think the character is out just yet, but the music came out before the character was announced back in February of like February 12th. Oh, like from the trailer? Yeah, they didn't even have a trailer. This, this the music was just released on YouTube. Oh, darn. And it's really good. I'm really into this. And she was just released, and she is a cool, cool, like, costumed character who carries around a giant stick that she's going to beat you with. <laughs> so this is the theme of Falk from Street Fighter V for the PlayStation 4. This is awesome. This is Falk's theme from Street Fighter V. Again, it's composed by Keiki Kobayashi. And I've, I've been loving all of the new music for all the new characters for uh, the new season. Like they, they redid Sakura's theme, and it's amazing. And um, Ed from season two, which is kind of related to Falk, like his his song sounds like it's uh like it's Eminem, like out of like Eight Mile or whatever that movie was. It's so cool. I'm looking at the character now because I awesome, had to pull yeah. it up, thinking like, whoa, that this music be what it is. I had an, I already had an impression what the kind of character I thought she looked like. She doesn't look anything like this music sounds. No, I know it's so different. So 
Yeah, um, so Falk, like like Ed, is one of like M. Bison's like lieutenants in the Shadowloo, like whatever like criminal organization. organization. Yeah. Yes. So, so she's got like kind of like the cool like uh, Shadowloo like Bison outfit, but she's got like a, the hat and she's got this bat thing she can shoot projectiles out of. But God, this music is so intense. <laughs> and I like so how cool. you described how when she's walking away from me, she's kind of like walking and pointing like I'm oh, going no. to you, buddy. Oh, that's Colleen. That's oh. someone else. Sorry. <laughs> oh, now I don't like her anymore. So I was, I was trying to explain to Purnell like how important it is to like be really into the characters' like aesthetics and the characters' like style above anything when you're when you're learning a character. <laughs> That's why I like Jam so much in in uh, yeah. Gear because I like the idea that she's like a waitress who's juggling plates and kicking people and yeah. dashing around and not spilling your food. That's <laughs> just awesome that way. Yeah, I was really into Abel in Street Fighter Four because I just loved the way he threw people around. Like he was just it was just like it just felt like everything had got like a heavy weight to it, and he was just so cool. Um, I gotta play more Guilty Gear. Yeah, Guilty Gear is awesome. Guilty Gear's got some really interesting characters, but I like I, I like what Street Fighter Five is turning into. It's all, the, a lot of different characters are coming out for it, and they're all all the inputs are very different too. It's like, interesting too, like in the sense where like in the in a world where people like between Konami and Capcom, both of them are pretty much getting like lauded throughout the communities in general but Street Fighter 5 is where they're seemingly still getting it right like they're well, nailing it I mean I think they are now when, when when the game was first released it was definitely not a completed game and it took about a year for it to feel really finished and now there, it's, now we're up to arcade edition I guess it's called even though I, I doubt there's an arcade machine ever going to be in the area but yeah it's did it even get an arcade release because if I remember correctly Sony they partially funded this, right? Oh yeah, no, no. This is this is in part to Sony. Like Street Fighter Five is is esports all the way. They they built this game for competition and for, for online play. But um, no, this called arcade edition. So I think there's going to be like arcade version in oh. Japan. But um, definitely they've they've added a lot of new stuff to it. This game is cool. The game is really good. So if you're if you're if you want to get into fighters, and if you're interested at all, Street Fighter Five is a great entryway into that that world. Yeah, just prepared yourself to go to a big convention and then realize just how how <laughs> small fish you are in such a very big pond. That's how that's how fighting games work, right? Like you get good, but you're only getting good against the people you're playing against. If you're not if you're not if you're not a world warrior traveling the globe fighting other people, you're never going to improve. You know, like you're only as good as the people you, you're only as good as your last fight, right? This is why I need a job that lets me do things like that. Can I please have a job where I can play games with people on lunch break or heaven forbid, <laughs> they just pay to fly me places and while I'm out there, I'll just go to random bars say, just throw a coin on the, a quarter on the counter. It's like, who wants some? <laughs> Delaware, represent, ready to brawl. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. We can we can we can travel to different tournaments, but man, tournament play—it's heavy, heavy stuff. Bring make Arcana Hearts real again. Make everybody want to play that one. Rollerblade Batgirl. You know, I, there you go people with bats. She <laughs> is a bat. Oh, she is a bat. She's like a vampire. She oh, has okay. wings and she was like, a, like a baseball bat, like with rollerblades. <laughs> kind of funny. She transforms into a literal bat, like a baseball bat. <laughs> That'd be weird. All right, I'm gonna pull this track down. And now we're in the part of the show that Pernell and I, we have lovingly, lovingly coined the bonus round. You've added a bonus round, yeah? You like the bonus round, yeah? I'll take uh, I'll take four bonus rounds. Yes, you like bonus round. I got bonus round. So much bonus round. The bonus? Uh, one bonus round. What? There's only one bonus round. There's only one bonus round, and it's tonight. That's right. 
Did you know tonight's going to be the last bonus round we ever do? No, no, take that back. <laughs> Never. I was like, I wanted to see what you would do. <laughs> Never. Bonus rounds are great. The bonus fun. round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme. And um, this has been a, thump, a fun theme to choose from. Uh, very uh, just, you know, kind of choose your own adventure theme mm-hmm. of people with bats and, and, and weapons. And we stuff. put it to work. So what did you find for this one? Well, I had to go with one of my, also one of my favorite baseball bat-based characters in the series of game, and that is the character Fuka from the game Disgaea 4. Now, I didn't want to subject the listeners to her theme in traditional form because there's a lot of lying going on there, and it gets old if you're not a big fan of the games. You can listen to it later so you know what I'm talking about. Okay, I got to. Um, But I did choose a remix for that theme that I thought was pretty good. So it was composed by Little V, and it is Fuka's theme epic rock version from the game Disgaea 4.
Well, hope you enjoyed that. And I if did. You didn't, you're crazy. I like the drum solo in the middle. I thought that was really cool. And this is a really cool rendition of Fuka's theme from the game Disgaea 4. Uh, I... I pretty much pushed Rob to listening to like the original version for a little bit so he'd understand why I didn't want to use the original on the episode proper. Yeah, I thought you said that like she was lying through the whole song, but no, no, no. The, all the lyrics of the song, which are relentless, mm-hmm. is la, 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 la. Just la. lots of la, la. <laughs> uh, the character herself, <laughs> I, is is a, I love this character from the game, even though her shtick gets a little old by the end of it. And the case is that in the Disguise universe, Disgaea takes place in the celestial realm in the netherworld. And in the netherworld, the idea is that when a person dies in our world, the human world, they get reincarnated if they're a major center or just in general, I think, but mostly if you're a center. You get reincarnated something called a prinny, which is a patchwork penguin. And that's how oh, you that's go about repenting. that's what those re- things are? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And that's how you go about repenting your debt to you know the sins you committed in life. So this little girl who's like maybe 12 years old gets hit by a car and killed and she goes her soul goes to another world to the pretty production factory but she refuses to believe she's dead so as a result she can't become a pretty 100 percent. she becomes a girl with a pretty hat and pretty clothing and she wields a baseball bat and she spends the whole game talking about how she's not a she's not dead this is all a fictional dream in her head she's gonna wake up at some point and she experiences the entire game with this notion. And, of course, she never wakes up because she's dead, <laughs> but she never relinquishes that feeling, which is why she never becomes a printy. And oh, she ends up like kind of hanging out with the main overlord and all that. It becomes fun. And oh, like weird. Her, one of her best attacks in the game is a, an attack where she actually hits the enemy with a baseball bat and launches them and she runs the bases. <laughs> and as the enemy comes... It's, it's been a while since I played, so I might be missing something, but right. the enemy comes back down to Earth and then she kind of does like a slide in the home plate. Oh, on top of him? On top of him, and like this massive explosion hits. Like, <laughs> that sounds awesome. She's a really cool character. It's like, I, I love Fuka. And actually, now I think about it, as she's running the bases, it's like it's a group enemy attack. So each base is being guarded by one of the enemies she's attacking. She's like, just checks them. So it's like, wham, shoulder block. And the other guy's like, punches him up in the air. She just keeps running the bases. It's really good. Um, but Fuka's awesome. The song is good. Though a little annoying, and this remix slash cover from Little V is solid, rock, rock solid, delicious. Mm. Uh, I hope you. Yeah, all I thought it was very good. It was really um, I had like a hard edge to it, but 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 still being kind of light. But I think I think that's the song. Like the song itself is really light to begin with. And imagine throwing some of the actual vocals and like la 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 <laughs> la 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 la. So um, I picked the game with lots of bats in it. Did you finally go vampires? I went vampires, vampire towns. Vampire towns. <laughs> oh, I went to vampire towns. Yeah, I went to Castlevania. This is from Castlevania Three. Um, the artist is LSD, and the track title is "In the Beginning There Was Jazz."
That, <laughs> that was in the beginning. There was jazz from Castlevania Three, performed by LSD. That was originally composed by Alucard. I did feel as though that was quite a right righteous ripper, wouldn't you say, there, Robert? We'll be back after this. The news. <laughs> and this advertisement from our sponsor, Simon Saltine Crackers. Now, there's a uh, there's a jazz station that plays. It's um uh, for temp, Temple uh, you know Temple College Temple Music Radio. There's a jazz station they play at night. And there's this old guy who does the uh, who does like the DJ in between, and he's just like this super deep voice, and it's just like you just heard in the beginning there would be jazz. See, I was thinking about it's like so cool. I love that guy. See, I'd be thinking about like I've seen like there's like old like classic stations where they have like the old guy who does the talking. I also was thinking about the McNeil Lair News Hour for some mm. reason. God, we just I just dated myself with I that know, statement. Right? Yeah. Hi, youngins okay. listening to Rhythm and Pixels. Do you remember back in the eighties before Saturday morning cartoons would begin on? Like usually channel three the or seven hundred club? No, before that. Like maybe even before the seven hundred club or like around the same time, but there was a there's a channel that was just a guy playing the church organ. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it was like a half an hour of just a dude playing the church organ. Oh, in the Garden of Eden. No, no it was yeah, and, and every once in a while it'd be like a funky organ. But yeah, that's that was like what they and I would be like, oh, I'm gonna get up super early and watch like Mr. Wizard uh-huh. and then like I'd be like this old guy playing the organ. Like, this is the only time slot we could give you, Ben. Yeah, man. People, well, will anyone listen to my organ playing? Well, that, There'll be that one kid who woke up a little too early. Yeah, but, I was the only uh, Oh, there's a, there's a one person watching. Well, I'll keep doing it for another few weeks. <laughs> See if it, maybe we'll get you some more listenership if we just keep trying. Oh, this show's going off the rails. No, I think the show's been off the rails. Yeah, it gets a little bit. Well, if you would like more information on the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We're going to have links to um, the band camps and SoundClouds um, everywhere where the, you can buy the music and support these artists. And possibly links to the McNeil Lair News Hour. Yeah. That suits your I, fancy, too. Yeah, I wonder if I can find some clips of that organist. I don't know. Cornell and I would like to thank you for joining us. This first episode of Podcast World 13, suggested by Wicked Sephiroth, The Boys with Bats. We use a lot of boys and a lot of girls, but yeah. the important part is we're all don't out of go bats. Near them while they're wielding bats. <laughs> and we're out of bats. We're all, yeah, the, the important thing is, is that we're out of bats. Mm-hmm. We, we went through them all, um, all of Tommy Lasorda's uh, 1992 Dodgers. Used up all the bats. <laughs> and just for the record, we had to go with something from rival schools at the end because I feel like if we did a boys with bats episode and ignored About the, the, <laughs> the, the the baseball, I mean, fighting character. His name is Batsu. No, 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 no. Batsu is the the the, the punchy guy, which is kind of funny because it should oh, be the baseball I thought guy. That was him. Oh, no, no. Okay. the baseball guy is Shoma. Oh, okay, Clear- Shoma oh. Sawamura. So. I have history with this guy in the sense that Rival Schools is probably the first fighter that I tried to play and cared about. And uh, 
we used to be have a little bit of a rivalry in this game in my house between my brother and I. Mm. And he had a friend that came over, and my friend Mike came over one day he visited. Yeah. And we were doing like a two-on-two fighting match in this game. And prior to that even, at my old college, my roommate also named Mike would play this with me. And he used Shoma against me, and he just threw baseballs. Just constantly threw baseballs. spamming the baseballs. Spamming baseballs. And for the life of me, I wasn't good enough to even learn how to sidestep every baseball to reach up to him. So if he started throwing baseball from the other side of the screen, I was pretty much going to lose every time. And it was annoying as crap. So playing with my brother and his friend, lo and behold, they pulled out baseballs. And I pulled out baseballs. <laughs> I got tired of losing. And we were just baseballing each other to death. It was the most boring match of rival schools ever, but it got the job done because we were the better baseball huggers. So, the better baseball huggers. Oh, chuckers. Oh, chuckers. Better baseball chuckers. Baseball huggers would be funny. Hmm. Well, if you have a topic of your own, or if you'd like to just say hi to us, or if you have any questions you would like to ask of us, and we can give you some answers, send us an email. Rhythm and Pixels at Hotmail.com. If you would like more information about the show and a full track listing from each of the episodes, including downloads to every episode and links to other stuff that we're doing, go to the website. RhythmandPixels.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, all the social media outlets. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. Go there and we'll post up silly pictures of what we're doing and you'll get updates from when the new episodes come out. Um, also, uh, if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels. And there we have little uh, little things that we give to all of our Patreon subscribers where every month we do a live stream of us recording the episodes and you guys get exclusive peek at that and you can like you know yell at us and crack jokes while we're doing the episode. We also do mixtapes of the most current episode and we release them there on Patreon. And at the end of every episode, we like to thank our Patreon subscribers. We like to thank them with all of our hearts and our souls and our minds. And today, my body. Alex the Messenger. I'm still confused. I'm sending you a hug. Brian don't, don't Kunkel. Take it. It's scary. Brian Kunkel is getting a handshake. Bobby Arson is getting a high five. Yeah. Wicked Sephiroth, thank you very much for your patronage and thank you for the topic. You are getting a fist bump. Um, okay, Impala. He's getting like the uh, the ET touch fingers thing. Carlos, um, I'm giving you like a pinky swear type situation. Promise we'll always be friends. Uh, Morton Gangso is a chest bump. Yeah, brother. Henrik Anderson. We're gonna put. Um, we're gonna link our arms and like kind of dance around in a circle. Now I'm thinking about Kid Chameleon with those dwarves. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone knows what I'm talking about there, but look up Kid Chameleon dwarves. Uh, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. Thank you uh, very much. Um, also, he just did that episode of his podcast where he uh, was focused completely on Manami Matsume, and we also really have, good. We also now have a official, official East versus West. DDR rivalry going with Michael Bridgewater. Oh, nice. Awesome. He plays DDR Extreme. I didn't know that. Yeah. Good for him. That's great. 
more DDR players. Mm-hmm. That means you know what that means. We got we, we got to put that work in. Got to put the work in. Got to show them. Well, I'm not done thanking everybody here. I'm going to thank uh, Brian Pitt, and um, I don't know. We're going to leg wrestle. What? No, I'm running out of things. <laughs> uh, Chris Murray. Eat some ramen. Uh, we're going to do that thing where we both put on football helmets and we get each other psyched up and we bam, we smash each other in the head. You're going to give each other concussions. Yeah, concussion friends. Yeah, best friends or concussion friends. Who are you again? <laughs> I don't even remember what you said. <laughs> this is bad. And I want to thank, finally, Dan Smith. Daniel Smith, thank you. Thank you very much. David Smith, holy crap. Did you seriously... <laughs> The magic of editing happens now. Oh, I love, I love how you know, this you know, you know he, gets, he gets me not remembering his name every week. You, That's you, what, you seriously do that. I, I hope he appreciates. <laughs> David Smith's awesome, and I, he, I love the fact that he's like a regular Facebook follower too. Like he comments <laughs> sometimes, but he always likes. And shows that he's like, yeah. I checked your episode out. This is legit. Yeah, he's out there. You know, it's, yeah, I, we appreciate that. So. Thank you, Dorvin Smith. <laughs> David Smith. I don't this know. should just be a regular thing. Like every week, you say it differently, and I have to correct you I every think, time. I'm, okay, hold me to it. I'm going to do it. But anyway, thank you all for for helping us out. Um, I also want to plug our YouTube radio station. It's just all eight bit, sixteen bit music, um, curated by us, curated also by the VGM Jukebox. Also, um, some picks from the Forever Sound Version podcast, and some picks from. Pixel Tunes Radio, Mike and Ed. And every once in a while. Every once in a while. That's all I got. That's all you got. That's all I got. Oh, so yeah, definitely check that out. That's really cool. And I don't know. That's all I've got. So this has been the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. My name is Rod Mickles. And I'm Pernell. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe. Hold your loved ones tight, just like I held every one of our Patreon subscribers. And eat ramen, because ramen is really freaking good. Also, and remember, because you thought I forgot, we're nerds. Let's acknowledge it. Let's admit it. It's okay, though. We're cool like that. But a common staple or stereotype of the nerddom is that we don't like sports, and athleticism is lame. Mm. But I'm here to tell you, as a rollicking rotundo, sports can be fun. Just got to give them a shot and get past some of the negative connotations that can come with them. Pick up a bat, crack a ball, pick up a dodgeball, whack a friend with it. Uh, flag <laughs> football is good. Um, but if you're one of those people lucky enough to have a community that has like bubble ball, football tag, or whatever the heck it is, get involved with that because I'm going to tell you, that mess is awesome. <laughs> I cameoed in it one time, and oh, I yeah. wish I had it in my area. But most important part is, and the overall message I'm conveying here is, Get active mm-hmm. and whatever way is the most fun for you because the payoff comes in dividends. I'm trying to do it myself. Take my own bloody advice. But I may as well share with you guys too. Maybe you'll beat me to the punch. Continue.